up, son? Hey, man. Um, can, uh, you can see me, or, or no, you can't. I can hear I you, a... and I cannot see you. Now I can do both. Because <laughs> I have this thing over my... Oh, um, you uh, cover your you, webcam? I do. Against the government? <laughs> and and against bad um, folks <laughs> that aren't part of the government. The NSA. Yep. I, uh, yeah, if I was less lazy, I would probably cover all my uh, cameras with tape unless I was talking with somebody. Seem, seems like it's the right thing to do. You ever seen Black Mirror? Uh, I get no enjoyment out of that show, so I, uh, <laughs> I'm quite aware of what's going on with it, but I, I choose not to uh, inflict myself with that anxiety. Um, I understand that completely. Are you um, hooked, though? You're a fan? I, I mean, I love it, but I was, I was bringing it up because um, there was an episode where somebody doesn't cover their webcam <laughs> and things. It gets things. them in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like we're living Black Mirror right now, so I don't need to have that as my entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> on top of everything else, makes sense. It it definitely bums me out a lot. So, so you are working on music in your living room nowadays, rather than the bedroom. I'm still working. I have my sound booth in the bedroom. So, yep, I still have that in there. Um, and here I just like, you know, yeah, so that, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Do you, do you have a new place now? Or you're, I you're don't in, have a new place. Um, we are going place. to move out of where we are now in a little over a month. And then we're uh, going on vacation in Japan for three weeks. Oh my God. That's going to be really fun. And then we're kind of uh, nomadic staying with parents or whatnot until, um, we know for a fact where uh, my girlfriend, Hui Min, knows where she's going to work and then live near there. So we're, we're going to be apartment hunting in a little bit again, find our next place for September, ideally. But uh, yeah, so it's in flux right now. Oh, shit. So um, rent, rent and finding a place and quality, blah, blah, blah. That's been on my, my mind recently, for sure, again. You're looking? We're starting to look, yeah. And 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 uh, what exact area are you looking at? Uh, same general area, um, Western Mass, Northampton, Hadley, Amherst. We're still in East Hampton now, but man, yeah. dude, uh, do you not like how up in the air it is right now? Or? Um, yeah, it's just gonna be hassle moving and then moving again, and uh, you know, it's never fun looking for apartments. And man, this place is so expensive. Oh, this place is so small. It's just a whole <laughs> pain in the butt until you get. Be nice to feel settled somewhere again for a while. Absolutely. So you got yourself a new place. It must be uh, a relief to be able to record wherever in your place, whenever you want. Your neighbors are quiet. You just have free reign, right? Are you uh, going mad with all this new power? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I definitely, definitely appreciate being able to... Um, do whatever I want, whenever I want, 100%. It hasn't gone too far yet, the isolation. <laughs> um, the, the isolation, uh, you know, is, is never the, the healthiest thing. Um, but...
it's much better than living in a situation. It's, it's much better than I think having my social energies exhausted by living with people. Mm. Yeah. And then as someone who likes to record at home all the time, there's always that consideration and that kind of limitation. Like, uh, you got to think about everybody else you're living with when you're doing that sort of stuff. Yep. Exactly. Their schedule. Exactly. That, that was tough. Um, Probably the hardest thing for me um, is 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 um, balancing my the mental energy that I expend at work versus the mental energy um, that I want to be expending for musical projects. Um, so that's that's just been the hardest part. So you mean you get too burned out at work and you don't have uh, time or energy left over for music? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I think that's been tough because I've been kind of, um, starting my career, kind of, um, getting things going, learning a lot of things related to my career. Um, and, and I think that now that I'm kind of, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like more or less past the training process though, though I'm still kind of in it. The, the training process at, at work is really like what, um, is the hardest thing in the, in, in the most, uh, expends the most mental energy. Um, so I think the more like versed I get at my job, um, the more mental energy I'll have for music. And, and I'm kind of just coming up on a period where I'm going to have more mental energy for music. Good. So you kind of, yeah. when you just got started, was it like impossible to do both or um, it was yeah. sort of possible and then it got harder and harder and now it's starting to get easier? The latter of what you yeah. just said is exactly it's what... It's like you just kind of started out, they're not expecting much from you yet, you got home and tunes, 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 but then it's it was ramping up and ramping up, ramping up, but now you're like, oh, I can start to make this work again. That is literally exactly right. <laughs> like, exactly. So, long term, how do you think you'll have music fit into your uh, the rest of your life, like creating music? What's your ideal? Um, I've recently kind of realized that, like, mm, and I don't know whether I've realized this because I made myself realize this or, or because I thought I should realize this or because I actually just am, am changing. Um, but I don't really care as much about getting fans and um, – kind of getting accolades and, and, and getting recognition and, and, and stuff for my music. Um, and to be honest, that has kind of made me, um, release fewer things. Um, I think that the, uh, a big reason why I released stuff was kind of, you know, to get fans I get people going, Oh, I really understand that. That's so cool. And it wasn't entirely ego based. It, it was to connect with people and, yeah. uh, over, over my music. Um, but I feel like I have a little less of a, um, need to, to have people, um, you know, hear it and, and give me feedback or, or something. Um, and I think in light of that, I'm going to be really, I'm now probably going to be releasing my best stuff because I'm not like rushing to get it out so I can hear what people think. Hmm. Yeah. So you, when you're making stuff, you're not thinking about a listener digesting it at this point. You're just doing it for that process itself. 
Yeah. Um, there, there, there always is the element of like, Oh, Oh, is this going to be, um, like, how is this going to be perceived by the listener in terms of, uh, um, an audio engineering kind of, um, how good does this sound kind of way? Like, I'm not going to be starting to put out like crap, you know, in, in terms of quality, uh, just, just because, you know, I, I don't care what people think as much. Um, so it's, I still have to be pleased by it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think my stuff is going to be more, maybe more authentic, less kind of rushed, less like pleasing to everyone. So you're making it like a hundred percent for yourself now and anybody else hearing it is more incidental. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you exactly. think kind of triggered this change? Um, I think it was triggered over a long period of time, kind of, um, hearing people speak. Like I, I heard, um, one of my friends or not friends, but one of this, these musicians, uh, that I really admire Trevor powers of uh, youth lagoon. Um, he now has a solo project that's self-titled Trevor powers. Mm-hmm. And he said that if you're, if you're releasing music, um, to get recognition, to get praise, um, then you're not doing it for the right reason. Then you shouldn't be releasing music. Like if you care what people think about your release, um, then you shouldn't be doing it. Hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that's a little bit, um, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little black and white. Um, but I think there's also truth to it. Um, because I, I do think that like the way I approached releasing music was kind of unhealthy. Um, you know, I was an extreme perfectionist and, and I still am. And a big part of that was because, um, I really wanted to get something out that could finally, that I could finally call my own, that, that people would associate with me and, and, and think, you know, Oh wow, he's genius because of this. And, and, um, <laughs> so you were thinking of your image, uh, as it would be seen by other people while you were composing the music. Right. And, and, um, a, a big part of what made me so obsessive about it was because of, because I was very concerned with how people would perceive it. And, um, so a lot I, of that I, perfectionism was kind of driven by this sort of nervous anticipation rather exactly. than a, a cohesive, like artistic vision. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly did have something to say and I certainly did have something I wanted to express. And, but, but there was also the large element of, um, um, making, having people like it. And, um, I realized that that was unhealthy and, and, um, I think that as I've gotten older and, 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 and as I've seen that, Oh, you know, there's more to life than, than, you know, being a musician, I, I, I think life the fact than locking yourself in a room for 48 hours <laughs> playing MIDI <laughs> yeah. keyboard. Yeah. And kind of intellectually, I knew that there was more to life and stuff, but, um, having a, a, a another career, um, showed me that, that like, you know, there's another thing I could focus on. Like there's a world like, you know, cause I'm, I'm in science and, and like we have patience and, and, um, so just like kind of sacrificing my time and, and mental energy to that for, for patience and really, I mean, for paycheck, of course, but, but also for patients, um, like 
More, you're basically more directly involved in other people's lives. Yeah, instead I'm not of being just, a hermit all the time. Yeah, That's I'm not just living. Right, I'm not I'm not just living from for myself um, a- anymore in terms of like you know because when you're in school you're just like like nothing that you do yields anything um, for for anyone else but yourself. It's just your grades. Um, you know, it's not like you're having to grind. Like uh, in, in school, I, I worked, but it's not like I had a 40 hour a week job and um, like was, you know, grinding every day in, in that sense. So. But but now that I am, you know, it, it it's kind of um, it's, it's given me more discipline. It's made me less selfish. And um, because of that, you know the approach that I take with releasing music is, is different. I think probably healthier. So, yeah. Do you write songs that are about different things now? Like has your, have your themes changed and your lyrics and all that, or is it still a part of style stuff, but just your way of thinking about making it as if that makes any sense. Like the content hasn't changed that dramatically, but your approach to it has. I do think I still write about the same subjects. Um, um, the same, same kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my stuff still has this kind of intense melancholy piece to it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I haven't switched over to making like party music or, or anything. And, uh, what, one of my friends, um, said, uh, that like, the weirdest thing to put on in a, during a party would be my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like anti-party music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, like if my stuff went on during a party, people would stop moving, stop talking and just curl up in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> and just like start thinking about death. <laughs> yeah. They would just start thinking about, um, your music is definitely highly introspective. Yeah. With, with few exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. With few exceptions. Yeah. So the, your, the core of your music, that's, that's not changing, but you feel like going forward, you're going to have a more refined, like uh, authentic version of what that is. Yeah. Uh, um, because, you know, like I've always wanted to like, kind of just like fucking go into logic piece together like a crazy like symphony of like weird chords and then just like keep switching them and and like 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 right now like i just want to like pack my stuff with just content and melodies and and interest and like i don't want to like you know necessarily um do verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus kind of thing though that can be interesting as well it's these are just forms a form isn't necessarily basic but um the spirit of what I'm saying is that I, so, so I went in logic the other day and I just kind of like part wrote, like I use like classical composition techniques to like write this song that basically cycles between like 10 different keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just keeps switching keys and, um, it, it gets like more and more intense and, you know, okay. So like before what I would do, um, mostly with my songwriting was just like sit at the piano or guitar and sing and then sing different melodies and improvise them. And when I, when I had an interesting one, I would like expand on it and stuff, but I, and I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Feel things out. And I would do that like kind of all in my, in my head. Um, so which can lead to some really like free flowing songs like that, that, that have, um, 
you know, a lot of like levity to them in terms of an energetic sense. Um, and, and, and then, but, you know, recently I've been wanting to have more control, um, you know, cause my, my job is very scientific, so I have a lot of control. And, and so that's why, you know, the other day I went in and I composed like this chord progression that was an entire song. Kind of treated it like a science experiment. Yeah, treat it like an experiment. So, so the way I'm gonna write the vocal melodies, I'm gonna have more control over it. I'm literally gonna like in Logic, write it out, um, and uh, you know, uh, so I'm not gonna be improvising it with my voice, and it won't be constrained by the limitations of my voice. It will be um, constrained by nothing. It will be constrained by the limitations of of my imagination. So, yeah. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's, I don't know if that would ever work for me if I tried to go about creating a song that way, but uh, I'd be be curious to hear what the end result of that would be. Um, I think it is good to, I mean, early on, I think it's natural for a lot of artists to want to pack their music with as many ideas as possible and just kind of jam stuff in there, the, everything yeah. but the kitchen sink. Yeah. And... Um, then you realize that it's not really worth it a lot of the time. You don't, the more effort you put into creating a piece of music doesn't always uh, equal how good it's going to be. Amen. Or even like you, you conceptualize that it's going to be big and epic and complicated and involved and because that's what the process of making it is like, but that doesn't right. always translate. And you realize, oh, it's not like uh, maniacal energy equals yeah. <laughs> epicness. You got to dial it way back down and then focus on less elements at a time, simplify, um, get a little more minimal, and then like slowly build up again from there. I feel like that's a, a process a lot of people go through. Amen. Amen. Um, it's like you could look at the first album of a lot of uh, artists that we think of as more kind of stripped down, say like Joni Mitchell or Neil Young, and you look at their very, very first album and it's like, it's that exact phenomenon of like just throwing everything in there and yeah, big ideas, big orchestration. I mean, not all artists do that, but yeah, um, sounds like you kind of fell into that. I feel like I fell into that at some point and then you kind of come back from that. Um, so the, but I'm kind of interested with this idea of your music changing because of being less and less concerned with your own image or the, uh, mm -hmm. the results, the final result and how it's going to be heard by other people. You're just trusting your own intuition and your own judgment and like leaving it at that. Um, you're at least going to eventually share the music, but like, you're not. <laughs> You're not uh like your 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 days of promoting are kind of done with, or are you still gonna keep a a foot in that world? That's a good question. Um, I really don't like promoting, and I, I don't like you know shelling out money to um, you know, have more people see it and stuff. But that is you know, somewhat necessary. I mean, that's what record companies do for their artists. And if you don't have a record label, you kind of have to do that for yourself. Um, and you can do it in a smart way, but it's not worth yeah. it for you. I, I don't like it. Don't um, that, I, I, that I think, um, I think, I think if I had 
someone to do it for me, that would be great. <laughs> That's what everybody but, says. <laughs> but um, I think if I if I wrote a song, if or if I came out with a song that I really liked, that I, I would probably promote it again, um, just to get a few eyes on it. Um, but I don't have this kind of desperate need anymore to inflate my my fan base or, or to increase it. So yeah. Hmm. And now, so you're someone, um, as we've talked about before, you're a fan of my music. You're familiar with it. Very much, yeah. Uh, do you, I'm curious, do you hear, and if so, to what level, this quality of uh, being concerned about the audience's expectations or their judgment, how, how much do you hear that influence going on when you, uh, you check out Niagara Moon? So it's hard to tell if an artist... Um, cares about about how their music is actually that's not true it, <laughs> i could tell by your reaction to that question that this is going to be a, a long answer but proceed well 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 see see the thing is um i think your music kicks ass so what so so when i hear it i don't think oh he's pandering um i i i think that um there are artists like, like, okay, I think your melodies are authentic and I think your arrangements are interesting. And, and I think that when I listen to your stuff, I'm like, that's a fucking good song that I want to listen to over and over again. So the, the overarching kind of feeling in my mind isn't, oh, he, oh, you know, he, he did this like to appeal to a wide audience. Um, but there's other, other acts, um, that I listen to that I'm like, there's nothing authentic here. This is purely just to cast an extremely wide net and to appeal to people who aren't listening to music attentively. So when you um, say melodies yeah. are authentic, what do you mean by yeah. that exactly? So I mean, so I mean that, okay, so, so Versus melodies, inauthentic melodies. Yeah. So, so, so melodies are patterns right so they're just like sequences of notes and rhythms yep. they're the comb they're the combinations of notes um and the combination of rhythms and the combination of words it's mm -hmm. the, those three those three elements yeah so so sometimes you can get um kind of a, a a rhythm that's been recycled that's been used in in popular music over and over again um um, the, i'll give you an example of of, of such a rhythm um in a, in a lot of hip-hop there's this like uh did it did it like oh um, yeah the modern i know what you're talking yeah. about like modern yeah. hip-hop yeah yep um I, I would go to i would go to yeah 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 like, okay. it's it's that kind of thing it's that trope um so that's a very simple example of, of a recycled rhythm um but there are kind of you know i'm a pattern seeker i've been doing this ever since I was, I was very young. I've been like saying, Oh, I've, I've heard that here. I've heard that there. Oh, I've heard that there. And so there are like artifacts of, of, of rhythms that are pervasive in all music. Um, and there are also artifacts of, of melodies that, that are pervasive in, in, in music. So, so when I hear a song, I hear, I, I think I, I automatically think I've always automatically thought to what degree, um, are these patterns recycled? What percentage of them kind of what, what amount of them, um, like are truly new and, and what amount of them are, are not, um, and, and, and lyrics are, are the same way. There, there are a lot of um, lines that just sound like um, fragments of, of um, um, kind of inspirational quotes or like they're not said in a way that's new. 
and and like I, I'm a person that gets very like bored with um the the status quo the the basic basicness and I'm, I'm someone who like will think a lot I've, i will think oh that's basic a lot i don't and yeah. I, I don't try to be that way so what i'm hearing um, is it's like yeah. uh inauthentic is like formula yeah like this has been Recycled. done before we can use this to our commercial advantage versus yes. um i'm going to use my own intuition and uh, desire to personally express myself to generate this new thing and that is an exactly author. okay so exactly. yeah that's an interesting way to think about it yeah um so i kind of stopped you in your tracks like a couple minutes ago with the part of a lo longer answer you're doing but uh i guess so long story short you don't hear this quality in my music i i even I though hear... i i would argue that it is there but well, he, he, doesn't come okay, here, okay. Now this gets more complicated now. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. So, um, in, so I, I do hear, um, familiarity in your music. Um, you know, pretty much in all music, I hear a little bit of familiarity. Um, in your lyrics, I hear more like in your words, I hear more familiarity than in any other part of your music. In your vocal melodies, I hear, um, not very much familiarity, not very much formulaicness, um, though a little bit, um, but not in a bad way. Um, your, your, your lyrics are, are a little less inventive than to me than every other part of your, um, your stuff. So, yeah, but they don't detract from me. I, uh, yeah, my, my thing with writing lyrics is I try not to think about them. I just, <laughs> It's like the same way that I'm talking to you right now and I'm not carefully analyzing the next word that's going to come out of my mouth. It just flows. Yeah. I try to have lyrics happen that exact same way. Right. So that's just what feels like makes the most sense to me. So I'm never going to use really complicated terms or concepts really because right. that's just not something I naturally do. So why would it suddenly happen uh, in this format? It's kind of, right. But, but you, uh, with your lyric writing, you definitely take a different approach, I imagine. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> Do you write sometimes. stuff down and in a notepad and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I definitely like uh, agonize over like what the words are going to be and stuff. Um, there have been times in the past where I've used like kind of carrier phrases and not thought too much about what the the words are going to be, which sometimes can be appropriate. Email uh, like it, placeholders. Yeah, placeholders. Sometimes it can be appropriate. Sometimes it can be just what what happens. And and I think for your music it works because um, the way that you sing is kind of very like speech. It's like you're you're speaking almost like you're you're speaking with melodies and and I think using very like um, strangely structured syntax um, would not work for you necessarily. So yeah, all I know is. You know, when I hear other people's music, if they're using the strange syntax and all the complicated words, I'm just going to tune out of that and not pick up what they're saying at all. I have a very right. kind of, yeah, I don't know if it's ADHD or just then I have no patience for complicated <laughs> lyrical concepts. I'm pretty yeah. easy listener that way. But then for other people, that's like the most important thing. And then uh, they listen to different kinds of music, I guess. Yeah, I would say I would say for me, um, the most important thing is the authenticity of the vocal melody itself. Um, then, you know, the more if I like the melody, then I'll tune into the yep. lyrics. Yeah, I'm and same if way. The, and, yeah, 
And if they do have like interesting concepts in them, then I'll like the song even more. Like, like first it'll be the vocal melody. And then if the, if the words themselves are interesting, that will catapult the song to my top 20. Yeah. Yep. I, I probably have something similar, but I can't, I listen to a fair amount of music that's not in English, particularly, uh, Japanese Uh music. And a lot of the times I'm not a hundred percent understanding you know, what they're saying or how good the lyrics are. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really judge that the best. I can tell when lyrics suck sometimes, but that's a different. Yeah. But, um, so what I don't get, I don't get lyrics? to that third place necessarily, but like, I don't need to a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, me. I'm the same way. I often don't need to, um, what constitutes lyrics sucking for you? Um, well, I think you, articulated it pretty well with the uh the formula idea just the kind of lazy approach where you're like this has worked in the past or that this is like what you would just think in an instant should be what you know this is the cliche lyric so i'll just take that or i'll use that you know the same way you can see a trailer for a movie and immediately know if it's just gonna be crap because it's just hashing over the same stuff that's been done just like in a in a poorer way with no imagination so lack of imagination and lack of honesty or like a personal connection that can definitely make for some some not great lyrics amen yeah it's probably the the thing that'll stick out most um and in japanese songs that'll end up being using a a lot of like english words just because they're hip yeah i'll sound more american so Japanese yeah. artists to do that really, yeah. It's, it's quite abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I completely some agree. Examples, but like, yes. uh, yeah, like on a Ninja Warrior, the show, um, they, there's like English words strewn in, and they say "jumping a spider." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I also listen to some Japanese music, um, and. When they do use English phrases, it's so cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes. I will give, uh, I saw, my girlfriend and I saw the anime movie, um, what the hell is it called? Uh, Your Name? Wasn't that what yep. it was called? Yeah, so yep. Your Name, and um, the soundtrack was done by a band called Radwimps. And uh, they say, like, one of their songs keeps saying, Time Climber. <laughs> I'll give him a pass though, because overall that was a pretty good song, pretty good soundtrack. But it is a little, little giggle worthy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're just gonna work on fewer songs and give longer amounts of time to work on them. That's what yeah. it sounds like for the future. Yeah, I would, I would say so, or, or not stress too, not stress as much about the various aspects. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I kind of ran into that, but my version of that, of of having that change in my creative process was just like, you don't necessarily yield better results. Like you're trying to control factors that you can't necessarily control or whatever. Or it's like the the qualities of a song that are going to make it good or not are decided pretty early on and you can only do so much to enhance them. Yep, absolutely. It's like if you're not getting anywhere with something in a pretty quick amount of time it's like you might as well just start something new altogether yep like if it's not naturally flowing then yeah, it's then it's not worth it's, it 
yeah like don't force it J- just like a relationship you know yeah oh that's deep yeah. <laughs> so how how do you um have you learned anything about relationships from music or vice versa that's a whole nother well to draw from <laughs> yeah um i i mean i certainly have learned um I certainly, okay, so music has been like a pursuit in my life um, that I've devoted a lot, a lot of discipline to. I've learned a lot in that sphere. Um, I've become like um, a more well-rounded, more, um, I've just become like more, I've, my identity has become more solidified as a musician. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've worked hard on and something that I value. And so because of that, because I've developed a niche for myself in terms of work, um, and in terms of passion, I look for that in girls I date. I want them to have a similar passion. Um, so yeah. And has that ended up working out the way you thought or? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great question. Can there Um, be too much passion sometimes? Well, I, I, it's, it's very hard for me to find someone with a similar type of passion, a similar degree of passion Level that I have for, for music. Yeah. So like, you know, so dating for me has been hard because I've noticed that almost everyone I, I know isn't as, doesn't have really that much of a passion. Um, they're, they're kind of, you know, their, their passion is through life a little more. Yeah. Like which, which can be fine if you're happy. I mean, that's good, but, um, but you, a lot of people, not everybody like, has to be a torture genius. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I'm coming to terms <laughs> with. And I, and I probably still haven't come to terms with the fact that, that not everyone, um, that I date has to be like that. Um, I've dated people like that, that, that do have that artistic creative passion. And that, that to me is the pinnacle of connection. Um, because it's such a big part of my identity. Um, I think maybe one day I'll, I'll, you know, not be so attached to that possibly Hmm. yeah yeah well i think dating is in your 20s is never like a it's not everybody's cup of tea and it's certainly not a a walk in the park each time necessarily so it's certainly not but it's it's yeah it's another way to kind of uh you know being someone who's so musically minded as you are i guess you can partially view it as another way to understand the mysteries and complexities of uh, life a little bit more and have that translate back in your music. Absolutely. I, I mean, content, life gives me content. So life gives you content. <laughs> yeah. I think yep. that's a, a great place to, to leave off for this episode. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining me, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Hey, it's me here by myself now. So I hope you uh, enjoyed us chatting it up. I am, uh, well, as you're hearing this, Huimin and I are actually in Japan now, going back to where I used to live in Kyoto. We're going to be doing a couple shows over there, enjoying a summer vacation. It's going to be awesome. But that does mean uh, I'm not really going to be uploading new episodes of this thing for a few weeks. I'll get back into it before too long but uh, just giving you that heads up hopefully you'll see some footage of us performing we'll uh we'll certainly share some vids some photos with you 
hanging out with my old band, Otarehan. So yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Thanks for listening as always.